Music. Bashiana. Hi. Welcome to Who You Call Holistic. I am your host, Shiana Rivers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sorry for my tardiness. Mm-mm. Let me not even say sorry. I just told y'all off about saying sorry the other day. So uh, thank you for your patience, and I appreciate you. That's what I'll go with. Yeah, that's what we're going with. Um, but anyway, I wanted to go to the studio to record this, and then I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about. Um, so like I need to hold off on it and then I was like it's fine I have all the equipment at home I can record at home and then I was like I have no idea what I want to talk about so I was like okay let me meditate on it I did that I was like let me sit with it I did that and I was like I still am not sure what I want to talk about and then I was like okay let me sleep on it I'll wake up first thing in the morning and get to work and I did have like some nudges with my meditation, but one, none of them were, you know, like that gut reaction, like, yeah, that's the one. Um, so I was like, maybe I just need some more clarity or whatever. So anyway, got up in the morning and then I was like, okay, here we are. Let me set everything up. I set everything up. And then my laptop fell on the ground. And because Apple is Apple, you know, like my laptop, the one that I manifested, has whatever USB port situation so I have the adapter of course and because that is so small and delicate when my laptop fell it broke so I was like okay <laughs> let me go and get another adapter so I had to run out and go get that and here we are but at least we're here right so anyway um back to like waiting for clarity and stuff I was on Instagram shocker and actually the guy that I had on here recently Jonathan Dent shout out him I hope you enjoyed that episode a lot of you did say that you enjoyed that episode I hope you book with him uh, he obviously knows his shit and I appreciate his work and what he's doing for the community so highly recommend but anyway he had a post up the other day that said a lot of the healers you know were initiated into their healing modalities through their own health crises so many people want to be healers, but many often overlook the intense initiation process that comes with becoming one. We become masters of what we know and what we've experienced. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm, I want to speak on that. That's what I want to do. So before we even get into all of that, make sure you like, subscribe, share, uh, check out my Patreon. And I love it when you guys tag me on Instagram when you're listening to this, because one, yay, thank you. But also it lets other no other people know, you know, to check me out and then I can share it with my audience. You know, like I, I do enjoy when y'all text me too. Don't get me wrong. But when y'all share my shit publicly, my Leo moon is much appreciative of that because share my shit publicly. Like don't send me a DM with a compliment, you know, put that thirst in the comments. All right. That's how I feel about things. Express your love for me publicly, not privately. Anyway, um, so before we get into the rest of the episode, um, I recently did an interview with Shanika Pishi. She was on the podcast recently, and we discussed yoga. A lot of you enjoyed that episode, too. She has her Horror Hughes podcast, uh, where she tells stories about uh, historical events and mythological things and, you know, the dark side of, of some of this stuff, which, you know, we discussed on that podcast, too. Shocker. Like, the, the Geminis that I know are very much comfortable with, uh, with those discussions and those rabbit holes of information. Um, I don't know if it's because I live next to the woods and the water and all of that, or, you know, Jonathan Dent said I was probably afraid of the dark, right, growing up. Um, maybe it's a combination of all of the above, but I'm good on going down some of those rabbit holes. Like, I have a very vivid imagination. I feel things too much sometimes. So I think I'm good on that. Um, but anyway, check out that interview. It was really good. We discussed um, demons. So, you know, tis the season anyway to get into that kind of content. Also, I did an interview that will be out in a couple weeks for a podcast called Here for the Health of It. And we discussed uh, basically what I do and who I am, what I'm here to do, what I share, all the things. 
and it was really fun and um I think you'll enjoy that one a lot and I got to Reiki their water so you'll get a chance to see that because I'll be honest sometimes when I Reiki people's water it doesn't they don't taste the difference or they don't feel the difference and I'm a little like oh man you know but it still works Reiki does still work it's still gonna do its thing but <clears throat> when people can feel the taste texture or temperature difference and then they're like oh yeah and I'm like yay <laughs> yay now you see the magic and you can feel the magic but anyway, look out for those podcasts. Um, the one with Shanika is already out. I'll put it in the show notes so you can check it out. Um, but let me know if there's a podcast that you want me to be on that you're like, you need to go and talk to them. You need to go read them for filth or something or like share the things on that. Just let me know and we can make it happen because that's what I'm here to do. But anyway, outside of the um, outside of the post that Jonathan Dent put up um, the other information that I was getting was very much like you know what it's been like on my journey I know I've shared you know bits and pieces along the way on this podcast um, throughout my content whatever but what it's been like on my journey as a healer because just like uh, Jonathan Dent said like don't underestimate you know how we got this light how we're shining so bright and able to share it but some shit had to go down right for us to learn how to alchemize it and learn the things that we needed to learn, the lessons or the um, just the, the gifts that come from some of it too, to be able to share with our clients or be able to share with the collective or whatever the case. But um, I was just like having flashbacks and like a trip down memory lane, uh, thinking about like what this has been like and where it began and I even mentioned on that episode with Jonathan, you know, knowing now, just because of me having the experience with massage therapy and understanding a lot of times I feel my client's stuff, that I'm really curious about when it all began for me and like how long I've had clear sentience and the ability to feel other people's things and just like the evolution of that and being more in tune with it and the things that were affected along the way from it and like learning the things that I needed to learn along the way to strengthen it and protect myself with having that gift. And then I was watching Ancient Aliens the other day, of course, and heard this clip about shamans that was fitting. The healer does not choose her or his profession. They are chosen by the spirits. The shaman is usually called and there's some sort of wound that the shaman sustains. It can be any bizarre malady, being struck by lightning, epileptic fits, uh, bad accident, anything that wounds the person enables them to go inward. It's quite a hardship, you know, it's not something that anybody who really knows about it would readily undertake. Once the spirits have got you, you either die or remain permanently sick or become a shaman. There aren't a lot of ways out. You often go mad for a bit or fall sick for a bit as the spirits take possession of you. And then you go through uh, a, a visionary process in which, for example, quite often you feel your entire body being taken apart and then put back together again. And when you're back together again, you're starting to acquire the abilities to travel through time and space. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting, right? And I know I've referenced before that I have done, you know, of course, I've done past life readings and such. And they said I was a shaman in a past life. And I was like, yeah, this tracks because, you know, I'm using and educating people on plant medicine today and the things along with that. But even outside of that, I was just like, okay, you know, what, what darkness events and such took place in my life for me to have these like wounds that I alchemized or, you know, what took place that, hap that had to happen in my life for me to shift the things, but also for me to, you know, gather that information to be able to become the healer that I am today. And um, I even had to reach out to my mom for this one because I had, again, as like I was thinking about these things, like just flashbacks of information was coming to me and I was just like, huh, okay. Like now I remember when some of this began. Um, and okay, so first of all, 
I've spoken before about there's a, a modality called myofascial release that's, um, that addresses the trauma stored in your tissues. And whenever you have a myofascial release session, they do this whole intake uh, form with you and go over the intake form. And they are like getting the history of your entire, your entire life's journey. So in that intake form, she even asked like, what was your birth like? And I was like, what? What was your birth like? Was it, you know, was there ease? Was there any, anything that I need to be made aware of? And I was like, oh, well, yeah, my, my umbilical cord was caught around my throat. And she was like, oh, okay, interesting. And then I was, you know, because what does that mean? What, is that good or bad? That's where I was at with it, which I know a lot of my clients ask me that kind of stuff now. And it was like, I mean, it's, you know, it's telling of what you've been working on over the years already. Like that constriction on your, on your throat was very much, you know, essentially an initiation for what I'm doing now. You know, I'm, I have the podcast, I'm using my voice even though my Chiron is in Gemini, which we discussed on the last episode, which is very much about learning to use your voice and also even human design things, learning to use my voice with good intent and because I could very much be malicious with it because of the, the power of the information and the things that I can share and the, the trust that I build with people. Like, Thank goodness, thank you, God, that I have like embraced the positivity in it because, man, I would, Shiana is a villain. I, I don't even know what that looks like. And I think, I think we're good on not knowing what that looks like. But anyway, so the umbilical cord was caught around my throat from birth. And I'm very much aware of that and using my voice. And then the fact that my name is Shiana. I've always been correcting people on how to pronounce my name. So it's very much like I had to use my voice, you know, like, which by the way, I always do think it's weird. Like if, um, if somebody mispronounces your name and you don't correct, why, why won't you correct them? Like, please speak up. And I'm saying, why won't you correct them? But obviously it's a throat chakra, uh, issue, <laughs> but anyway, um, and that's, that seems to be a thing with a lot of healers, and we discussed that in my myofascial release session, that a lot of healers have, you know, more often than not, they're doing a lot of <clears throat> oftentimes. And I feel like some of that is one, like, you know, we're, we're in tune with the collective a lot. So I feel like a lot of times we're using our voices to help the collective. And outside of that, I think, you know, there, there are times that it's like, should I speak on this or should I mind my business kind of thing? So there is that, not like a catch 22, but that those justice scales of like, what, what should I, what should I say? And what shouldn't I say about things? So there is often things happening with that energy center and I completely understand, but anyway, so myofascial release, throat chakra things. We discussed um, throat chakra things when I was on this interview too with the here for the health of it guys. And a lot of my clients in general come to me with throat chakra block blockages. So then I was like, oh, this makes sense because these are the things that I've learned how to master over the years because of my journey. And like me being named Shiana on top of all of the other whatevers, like that is number one, but also I'm very much that person who who requests uh, water with no ice at the restaurant. And, you know, every restaurant has been trained, especially in the South. Let me not say every restaurant, 95% of them, especially in the South, to come out with ice water. And Chinese medicine things, it's not good for a lot of reasons, just like iced coffee isn't good for a lot of reasons because our stomach needs warmth. It needs heat. Like, that's how it operates. So you're throwing ice things in there and it's, it's mal <laughs> it's malfunctioning a little bit. So I always speak up on, please give me water with no ice. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I've had the practice of being named Shiana because it gives me the strength to be able to make these requests, you know, unapologetically, because I know what I want. And 
in saying that, uh, because I know what I want, I've had a lot of time with that, right? And I'm the youngest of three. And I think, you know, I was very much that child that by the time I was born, my mom was kind of like, she didn't have the, the capacity at the time. She was doing a lot. And it was kind of like, well, she's on her own. So I learned things like, you know, how to entertain myself and how to self-soothe and how to, you know, just kind of live independently. And so that started way, way, way then, learning my identity and how to do those things for myself. And I think that has obviously, you know, transferred into what I do now and how I move now. Um, but anyway, even with that, because I am the youngest child, and I feel like this is the case for a lot of people, I was like hypersensitive. I was the crybaby in the family. And I know I've shared this before, but I, in hindsight, feel like I just felt everybody else's everything all the time. And that's probably why I was often crying. But knowing what I know now about my, my gifts and abilities, I'm like, oh, I was crying all the time because, yeah, I probably was feeling their, their things. So even when I was thinking, you know, how long have I had those abilities? Finally, what came to me, and this is what I mentioned I had to ask my mom about, was when I was probably, I don't know, five or six, somewhere in there, because it wasn't long after we had moved to South Carolina, there was a neighbor, and I don't remember the logistics of all of it, but she, maybe she was walking me across the street or walking me back to my house, I don't remember, but she went to hold my hand, and I was holding her hand for a moment and then I was like, oh, like, I don't want to hold her hand. And I pulled it back and um, and she asked me what was wrong with it or something or why I didn't want to hold her hand. And I said that it made me nauseous. And, you know, of course, because adults are adults and I, I get it. I'm sure it was offensive, you know, and my mom and the neighbor were kind of like, oh, you know, like, I don't know what that meant, but whatever. And I probably got told off for, you know offending somebody or whatever but yeah knowing what I know now maybe that neighbor was holding a bunch of shit in her emotional center and I felt it right and I like so that is a core memory that clearly I'm like oh I, I see why I remember this because this is probably when this stuff did begin that I'm aware of you know the, the first memory back to then so also being the youngest in the family you know and the <laughs> the weirdo one, there was that, that like I wasn't understood situation, which we also referenced on the last one, which was very much like, I, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was understood enough. So then as an adult, I explored astrology, human design, I've taken all the whatever, Enneagram, life path, um, like, give the list, I've taken like all the tests. And of course, they all say the same thing, that they're all just similar maps with similar information, different ways of acquiring it, but same information. And I was like, oh, yes, this makes sense. But also a lot of my clients now are the ones that are learning themselves or, you know, they didn't have that upbringing that I had. They were the oldest in their family, so they were taking care of others or, you know, along the years they maybe got married and then that was part of their identity for so long, so they still didn't all the way have a chance to mold the identity that they have now or that they're beginning to have because it was attached to a whole nother scenario, right? So I've seen a lot of that over the years with what I do. And it makes sense with me learning, you know, astrology and these other guides that it helps me understand them better to help them understand them better and, you know, the cycle goes on and on. But outside of that, some of the other, like, initiations along the way that I realized, like, helped me become the healer that I am today was the death of my dad when I was 15. And I, I'm sure I've shared this with several people, but my dad passed when I was, it was 2020, actually, or not 2020. What? Why did I say 2020? Hmm. I am talking about 2020 on here, but that, that is not when he passed. 9-11, uh, 2001. And um, 
I was, it was the month before my 16th birthday. And, you know, of course, we weren't taught emotional regulation. We weren't taught things about grief then. And so, like, nobody knew what to do with that moving forward. And, like, my mom was dealing with her things because she just, like, lost uh, my grandparents a few years prior to that. So knowing what I know now about grief, I'm like, like, I couldn't even imagine, you know, what she went through during those years. So I get, you know, she didn't have the mental capacity capacity for me in a lot of those moments. But then outside of that, so like also Capricorn things, but it very much that moment taught me compartmentalization. And I tried out therapy along that time or around that time, but it was like some old white man that made me feel bad about like my dad's being irresponsible over the years sometimes. And I was like, this isn't, this isn't what I need. Like, and I wasn't aware at that time you know, that I could find another therapist that was more well-suited for me, which, you know, I eventually found in my, what, early 30s, which was my therapist I've shared on here before that helped me. She felt like the the cool aunt that you could talk about anything to that's not going to judge you, which I feel like that's me now. But I I could have used that when I was 16. Um, but it makes sense, you know, the way things happen, so I get it. But because of the passing of my dad and like not knowing how to process grief and all of that, but that's also around the time that I very much got in tune with spirituality because ladybugs started visiting around important events whenever I got like a new job or like there was certain holidays and stuff, a ladybug would pop up. And if I didn't see a, a physical ladybug, Somebody would send me a picture of one or like, you know, some, it might even be like a stuffed animal somewhere, but people would send a ladybug and like the timing was always, you know, just right. And I was like, okay. So the ladybug awareness thing very much made me realize like there was something else happening. There was something else outside of this that I didn't all the way understand then, but, but like, you know, following the trail now, I'm like, oh, okay. So that very much, you know, made me just think about things a little differently in a lot of ways, because when you do lose a parent or, you know, when you lose anyone really, but I think specifically a parent, it makes you like just understand how precious life is, right? And it made me approach life a whole lot differently than I was seeing a lot of other people my age approaching life, because I was very much like, okay, like that was when I had that understanding of, you know, like don't wait for a certain celebration or don't wait for just the right time to wear certain outfits or to open that bottle or whatever, because like you don't know and like time has to be precious. And that's why I've even been saying lately, like, you know, just be more intentional with it because when you can be more intentional with your time, then it doesn't feel as you don't feel as guilty um, if some of it's wasted because there's like flexibility in the wasting of the time, but just be more intentional with it. And, you know, then you can move right along and not feel as guilty as you have in the past. Cause that's what I had to do, especially with ADHD things, you know, like how is it already this time of day? Like I've, I've gotten nothing done now, but got to be intentional with the time. And so anyway, ladybug things, Outside of that initiation, after that, that's when, like, uh, we grad where I graduated high school, and because my dad passed when I was a junior, I guess. Was I a junior, sophomore? I don't remember. Um, one of those. Junior, I guess. That makes sense in my head. And so, anyway, graduation happened. And I still didn't know who I wanted to be when I grew up. So I was like, let me get a job job, which was, you know, like the bane of my existence. But also it makes sense because I worked at a hospital. So I had to see how things went in the hospital and what didn't work and how people came in, how the healthcare system worked and didn't work and how um, like just the fuckery that took place within corporate America. And around then is also when I just like, I started going through a depression and I remember 
I don't even know how long I had felt like this, but because I came from that family that was very much like, I don't want to take medicine for things. I'm not taking medicine for things. And I almost felt guilty about seeking help, but I was like, I don't want to feel like this. So I got prescribed Wellbutrin at the time. And, you know, looking back, obviously, like the job was sucking the life out of me. And I know I've talked before, I had a, a horrible boss at that job that like every time I went in, I felt like I was going to get fired. Like I was always walking on eggshells. So that could have been good for my nervous system. And knowing the things I know now about the nervous system, I'm like, oh, this is why we have to learn how to regulate it on our own because of horrible bosses and such and these events that take place. But um, even outside of like that story with the horrible boss, like when I had, when I was prescribed the Wellbutrin, I remember there was a day and I know you were not supposed to drink on these antidepressants, but like disclaimer, I know that's a thing. But I feel like, you know, the Wellbutrin of the, of the antidepressants is like a, it was like a gentle one, right? So like, I'm fine. And there was a day I called in and I did not go to work. I had the PTO and, you know, we should just be able to use PTO if we got it just because for whatever, we shouldn't even have to say, this is why I'm using it. Just like, I'm not coming in today. I'll use my PTO. But that wasn't the case. It was like, why aren't you coming in? And I'm sick. And I went to a bar with my friends that night because that's my prerogative. And I, it wasn't long. So like, okay, rewind. When I was working at that hospital, it was very much like the firm. Like everybody was out to keep things under wraps and not let the little people get ahead kind of thing. It just felt very, uh, uh very corporate and you know this is before I learned like uh, HR is not your friend right so I climbed the ladder of whatever to discuss like hey my boss is terrible and these are the things she's doing and chain of command those are the words I follow the chain of command like you're supposed to do I did all the things I took notes I documented things because I already knew how she was moving and how I needed to do things and I remember going to HR and discussing this situation with them and like how horrible it was and yada, yada, yada. And then that was before I called in, right? No, no, no. That wasn't before I called in. Flashbacks. Anyway, I had called in and somebody from HR had seen me at the bar or something like that. And I remember thinking like, <laughs> that person knows me, but like, can they say anything? And I don't think they could. So it was kind of like brought up in the HR meeting and I was like, I needed a day off. Like I'm obviously undergoing a lot of stress. I needed some time off, but of course, what are the odds that I run into somebody from HR when I call in sick? So that's, that's the way my life is set up. Um, like just, <laughs> this is why I need to work for myself. <laughs> so like, I can just tell myself, you, 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 you can't do it today, right? You can't do it today. Take a PTO day. It's fine. And um, but then at some point, Wellbutrin stopped working, and it's, it's probably just because it was the job on top of, like, just the stressors with, you know, I was just learning how to be independent, had my own apartment, had a car note. Like, there was just a lot of adulting happening that nobody really taught me about. Like, I wasn't taught about paying my, my bills when I was in high school. That wasn't a thing. And so I was just making it up along the way. And then... After that, I went to massage school, so that was 2011, and I don't know if I've expressed this before, but, like, massage was not the plan, you know? That wasn't on my radar at all happening. I wanted to go to school for communications and radio things, and then as I was in school, which I do appreciate that journey, too, because I've met a lot of people that I needed to know for today, but while I was there, I was like, why am I even doing this? Like, a lot of the people that I know that are successful in radio television are doing that through networking. Like they know the right people, they make the right connections, the right relationships. Like I don't really need a degree for this. And so I just started seeking like what kind of thing I could do to enjoy on the side to make money wherever. And I looked into bartending, I looked into physical therapy, but that was more school. And this is before I was diagnosed with ADHD. And I was like, I don't even know that I can concentrate on school for that long to be interested in something like that. But then even with massage therapy, and I'm laughing to myself because I posted the video of me getting an Ashiatsu massage 
and there's people that have like this, I don't want feet touching me. And I'm like, y'all, <laughs> hands have way more germs than the soles of your feet more often than not. Like I get it, but you know, think about it for a little bit. And the massage therapist that's massaging me with her feet are also making sure her feet are clean before they're on. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But when I was thinking about like massage school and that, that not really being the plan for me, but I, obviously it was, but I really went into it. Like, let me get this for a side hustle. Let me have this skill to take along the way that doesn't require a college degree. And it's a nine month long program. Like I can, I can commit to that. That didn't seem too heavy duty. Like I can commit to that kind of information and it was, it was doable. And then I actually enjoyed it. And I was like, oh man, like I didn't, I didn't think I was going to enjoy this. I didn't think, cause I was one of those people regarding feet things. Like, I don't know about massaging people's feet. Like, what's that going to look like? And are people going to come in with smelly feet? And like all the questions that just ridiculous questions that popped up in my mind. But then as I started massaging, you know, people, <laughs> they typically shower before they get a massage. And they typically even like, you know, say they didn't freshly shave their legs. They're like, oh my God, sorry. Like, I apologize. There's some stubble. I'm like, y'all, like there are really, really hairy men that come in too. Like, Stop apologizing for these little things because it's it's really not a big deal. We are our own worst critics, right? But with the massaging things, then I was like, okay, I actually do enjoy this. And then that became, you know, the big shift in my life. And that was clearly what, like, obviously led me to the things that I'm doing now. But I was having a discussion with a friend recently about, you know, the careers that we've got and, like, how they've evolved along the way and how we don't want to be boxed into this one particular label or identity or career field or whatever. And I was even thinking before I went on one of those podcasts recently, you know, as things are shifting for me, what is my introduction going to be? Like, you know, like Shiana, comma, identity, 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 right? And I was like, okay, so I feel like I need to lead with healer, you know, because that's, that's, been what this journey has been like my whole life apparently and then it can be you know the other things Shiana healer podcast host alchemist goddess you know all them things but it's very much like you know these events that take place in our lives do shift our identity and do help us learn new identities and how to incorporate those and embody those and clearly massage school shifted mine in a lot of ways and then I was even thinking like the very first continuing ed I did after massage school was qigong and you know it was like a very cheap uh continuing ed offering I think it was like 150 dollars or something absolutely ridiculous it was in Atlanta and you know it wasn't until many years later that I was like, oh my gosh, Qigong is energy healing. Like my first continuing ed ever was energy. Like, of course, this tracks now. And then um, that was 2012, I guess. And so I even have like books that I looked back at recently. Lennox just joined me on the couch. Thank you, Lennox. And one of the books that I got from the Qigong continuing ed course was Mastering the Five Elements, which now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is all of the stuff I'm talking about now. This is all of the stuff I'm sharing regarding like mind and body connection. This all makes sense and how it's like come full circle. And then after that, it's like cycles of these things, right? There's like the ups and the downs, the ebbs and flows. And then I had 2015 came around and I was getting those chronic sinus infections, which you know, now that I know the things I know, I was getting those, I was getting upper respiratory stuff even when I was in high school all the time. Like anytime I was sick, it was upper respiratory stuff. It was like a cough or like just heaviness on my chest. It was a stuffy nose. Usually my ear was affected, but I also had earaches all the time growing up too. Left ear in particular, which when I was getting the chronic sinus infections, that's what was bothering me. It was the left ear. Um, it felt like it was a, I was in a fishbowl all the time. I felt like there was an echo happening all the time around me. 
And it started making me feel crazy because when I was explaining it to physicians and the specialists they were sending me to for all the tests, the allergy tests, the hearing tests, and like, I'm not even a mom yet and I have mom ears, right? Like, why are y'all sending me to a hearing test? I know I can hear. I can hear the things that people mumble across the hall. Like, I don't need a hearing test, but this is the way the healthcare system works in modern medicine. So outside of that event, you know, then like, I had a tube put in my ear, which didn't do shit. And it just hurt when they put it in there. And then um, after that event, that's when I was like, all right, none of this is working. I feel crazy. I was like even missing out on going to work, which <laughs> this is this is me we're talking about. Me missing out on going to work. What? What, what does that even look like? I want to make money. <laughs> and I couldn't drive because I was working at USC at the time. And I couldn't drive downtown because I had vertigo all the time. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, I even took a break from alcohol for quite a bit around then because I was like, this feels like being drunk, but it's like it's not fun. <laughs> like, I didn't do this on purpose. If I at least go and have alcohol, I know what I'm getting into. But I just woke up and I'm drunk. Like, no. And now it's 2 p.m. and I'm still feeling like this. No, I don't want to live like this. So I really started getting into acupuncture then. And it was the acupuncture that shifted a lot for me and really got me to understand that a lot of the sinus infections I was getting, all the upper respiratory stuff I was getting growing up, all of that was repressed grief. And I was like, ah, okay. And then that made me want to learn more and more about the mind-body connection, which apparently I had already gotten into in obviously massage school because we went over meridians and stuff in massage school too. I just was kind of like, oh yeah, that's interesting, whatever. And then of course, you know, full circle. And even after learning more and more about Chinese medicine and the mind-body connection, now I'm like, okay, I clearly also, you know, help a lot of clients that are processing grief and, and I can help them understand like how it's moving through the body and what things are affected as it, they're processing these things, right? So again, these little, these little uh, breadcrumbs along the way of like, oh, this is why it had to happen this way. And then 2019, I'm not even going to like dwell on that one. Let's just say that was around Scorpio time and there was a fuck shit um, time in my life when I said, you know, my light was dimmed a bit. And then I was like, oh, my goodness, like, what is this going to look like? Was this 2019 or no? 2018, 2017, maybe that was 2017. Mm. Clearly, there's so much trauma related to that event that um, I've blacked out the year it happened, so I'm fine with that. Moving on. After that event happened, um, rewind. Somewhere in between that event, because again, now I can't label, it was probably 2018 or 2019, one of them, but I took my Reiki class in 2017. Yes, 2017 is when I took my Reiki class. And so that is its own initiation, right? It's an, it's an initiation into Reiki and energy healing. And I went into that as a Reiki master, like give me all the things the, the full weekend. I want the whole shebang. So, and then I didn't even touch like Reiki for quite some time until the, uh, the fuck shit took place is when I really, really started leaning into it, honestly. But I was really helping a lot of my clients with the Reiki then too. And I was like, okay, like this is doing things. I started doing self-Reiki treatments. I started doing more distance Reiki treatments. And I felt like the Reiki just really, really helped me be more aware of, you know, the things that had made me sick along the way, like the grief and the, the just the sensitivities to other people's shit that I wasn't aware I was carrying on or holding on to or even like grabbing hold of along the, the years. Um, Reiki really helped me like embrace what's mine and push outside the rest right and that's also why like I think it's important for a lot of people who are highly sensitive to get that kind of training and not, if it's not Reiki like just learn other energetic trainings just to help protect you and your energy and obviously that's had a huge effect on how I move because I clearly needed that initiation and then 2020, I started teaching it just before the pandemic. And 
the whole teacher situation that's also like another initiation and then 2020 is also (laughs) the year I started my podcast and also the year that I did my first shroom trip which you know I referenced that shaman clip earlier they mentioned on the ancient aliens how shamans are known to ingest medicines and experience hallucinations and talk with otherworldly beings and bring that information back to help heal and guide others and I was like huh hmm. so it's no surprise that like these things happen in this time on this timeline the way they did you know even as far as like the mushroom trip that I went on just before creating the podcast or around the time I created the podcast not just before but that shifted a lot for me obviously and then I'm I was laughing with a friend the other day because we were also just talking about wild events that took place and over the years with some of you know these initiations that that I'm talking about and one of them was 2020 was also a year I went to the beach with some friends. We went to Edisto Beach. I remember this was like thick of thick pandemic time. So like things were kind of weird anyway. Energy was like, uh, whatever. And we go to Edisto Beach and we had shroomed that day. But I'd shroomed before. We had microdosed and I'd microdosed many, many times before. Anyway, this was like the weekend of there was a, a solar eclipse that weekend and it was um, a summer solstice too. So there were a bunch of like solar events happening. And that also reminds me, and I'll rewind back to that in a moment. But anyway, I had a seizure that night and it was brief and I didn't even realize that it happened. I had like bumped my head on the floor cause I had collapsed apparently. And my friend came in and she was like, are you okay? Like I saw your eyes roll in the back of your head, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, didn't even remember it. Um, I did eventually have a craniosacral session after that took place because I still had some head pain. Um, I'm sure I had a minor concussion and craniosacral helped that out. Thank you. I've had her on here before, by the way. Um, she really knows her shit, but if you haven't had a craniosacral session before, look into that, especially if you experience migraines or any sort of like headache situation, really good for that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, Lennox apparently he was being puppy sat and he was freaking out that night too so this is how I already know where that's my uh my familiar because we're connected consciously somehow and after that event I was like you know what I'm like I'm realizing that solar events um are not the best for me to be outside hanging about because apparently something happens with my body like um like a Mitch McConnell situation like there is a glitch there's a malfunction user error I don't know what takes place but it reminded me when the other eclipse happened whatever year that was um where everybody in America was you know going outside and looking at things I collapsed that night I collapsed outside of a bar that night we were leaving but I got so 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 overheated and I was like I gotta go outside and get some air and I collapsed and I was like huh hmm so like this connection <laughs> this connection to to solar events for me I'm good on going outside for any sort of eclipse so like when I tell you guys like eclipse season hang hang tight or stay inside this is why because clearly it does it does things that it, it can make you malfunction apparently but anyway Um, those were all events that needed to take place, I guess, to have me understand a lot of the things that are taking place with my clients now, with the collective now, with my students, with the people I'm helping, with the audience I'm speaking to, all of those things happened for that reason. And now, you know, even in the the first episode I mentioned in my relaunch, Now it's about refining a lot of that because it's like, okay, I have these abilities, I have these skills, I have this information to help the people I need to help. And what does that look like? So from 2020 to 2023, I've been working on like refinement and detachment 
And the other things I'm currently mastering are um, I'm mastering food things because I already know how, how it affects the body. But this is why I tell people, like, you know, start where you can. You don't have to have a full, you know, 180 situation with changing your life. Just, like, make small changes along the way. So that's, that's what I've, I've done. Um, but this is also why I tell people, like, get into the probiotics or figure out what else you can do for gut health. Because if you are like me, that, like, I know for me, I think back around, like, when my mom stopped cooking. And, like, oh, you can go and get fast food, and it's convenient. Like, you can drive there now. So it's like, why, why cook when it's so convenient and it's right there? So, like, I've had to undo, like, years of convenience you know, when it comes to food and getting what's right for my body. And that's why I said, like, I love ordering from, shout out to Chef Amanda, because it just, it helps me, like, not have to go that route. And it's like, let me just keep doing this because I know it's good for my body. I know it's good for my, my mind and spirit. So, like, do what you need to do. Do what you can with what you have. And then you'll just keep improving on that and refining it, right? And, um, and the other thing is consistency, which again, these are just refinement things. It's like I've already had the foundation of, of what I do, of the mission I'm here to accomplish, and I just need consistency with it and the refinement of it. And um, I was also thinking, <laughs> um, you know, along the years, some of the, the thought processes I've had, because again, I have a lot of, of alone time to think. I have a lot of time to think and more often than not even when people come over like it's quiet in here I don't have a radio on I don't have like background noise it's just quiet and I'm, Shiana what are you doing just <laughs> sitting in silence apparently but it's probably because I have so much information coming to me all the time like I need those moments but I went on one of my walks the other day and sometimes when I go on these walks I set an intention I ask for information or Maybe I need, you know, just like my meditation that I had before this podcast, I had my magical gummy and asked for a name for the podcast and, and it came to me. So sometimes when I go on these walks, I ask for information. Sometimes it's for a message for the collective. Sometimes it's a message for me, or sometimes it's like, give me like some guidance for this thing I'm working on. Right. And I asked for some guidance with the podcast because I wanted to add something and I giggled after it came to me because I was like, you know what? I need to add, you know, bits and pieces of the things that I think about all day. And one of the things that came to me was to add conspiracy theories. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. I mean, it makes sense, right? Conspiracy theories. I just got so tickled when it, when it came to me. But before I, before I share today's conspiracy theory what I would like to have you all do to help me out with this is submit your own conspiracy theory conspiracy theory and because I want to be inclusive conspiracy theory <laughs> see what I did there so if you have a conspiracy theory of your own uh, send it to me you can send it to me at go to heal at shiana.com and if you would like your name included, let me know. If you would not like your name included, also let me know. And also let me know what pronoun what pronoun to use in your in your title. Conspiracy, conspiracy, he, or conspiracy theory. All right. So, oh, I love it. Oh, I'm excited. Send me your send me your theories. I'm, I want to hear them, and I'll share them on the podcast. And yeah, I'm excited about this. So anyway. The one I wanted to share today, because it's very much, it makes sense with what I discussed today, is because of like my awareness with like when I worked at the hospital and knowing what I know now about people being hypersensitive or, or highly sensitive or um, empathetic, just knowing this kind of information and the way modern medicine works. And I just, I often wonder how many people end up in the mental institution that were just going through a spiritual awakening, right? 
Because, like, even when I shared the clip from the ancient aliens thing, you know, he mentioned, like, there's a moment that you're going through the essentially this darkness and these spirits can overtake you and you you get through it or you die or you become a shaman right and I was like oh yeah yeah I could see how that would fit for people that get put in into mental institutions and I know I know I'm not like some people do need some assistance with the chemical balances I get that I get that but that's some people how many other people don't and they just need spiritual guidance right so I'd be curious like I don't know if there's like some sort of probably not <laughs> can they run a test on that can they um can they collect data on that information I mean it's it's probably out there I'm sure because I know I'm not the only one that's had this thought and if you've had this thought as well let me know but I'm looking forward to these to these theories I want to hear your own. I want to hear what's on your mind. I want to hear the things that go through your mind because there's a lot happening in this one. All right. So send me those. I'm excited. Anyway, moving on. Um, I've got some classes coming up, so be on the lookout for that. I'm actually also creating a subscription situation because I realized like there's got to be a way I can share more with more people and I was going back and forth in my head about how to do that and I figured it out. So be on the lookout for that information. I think you'll enjoy it. Not even I think, you will enjoy it. I'm looking forward to seeing you in those courses or part of that subscription. Um, and also I have a Reiki class in November. It'll be my last Reiki class of this year. It's the weekend of 11-11. All right, and it's going to be hosted at Florida Loon, where I've been doing pop-ups, so look out for that. Keep on the lookout for other pop-ups I'll be doing, so especially if, if you're in the Columbia area, so that you can come and see me out and about, and if you're interested in me doing a pop-up there, let me know. We can make it happen. Anyway, I'm so grateful that you joined me today. Thank you for joining me every Thursday, and remember to do your immune-boosting things. I'm reminding you again, because some of y'all still aren't doing them. And of course, as always, remember to meditate and hydrate. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H.